Welcome back to Gen Zen, a place where we discuss everything spirituality and self-development as we navigate life as Gen Zs together. Hello everyone, welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. How are we all doing today? I hope you're well, whatever you are doing. I am in a very warm room recording this. Finally, the sun has come out. It feels like it's been raining in Manchester non-stop for the past like two weeks. So I'm really happy to see the sun. It's so nice and I'm not complaining at all, but... I hope you're well wherever you are. I've been sensing, I don't know, just from a few chats that I've had with my friends and different people that there's a little bit of a lull in energy it seems at the moment. I don't know about anyone else but if anyone else is has graduated uni like I graduated last year and last summer was amazing. I didn't have any responsibilities. I wasn't really thinking about what I was doing after uni. I was just focusing on having a really great summer. And this summer, it's not really like a summer, you know, it's the first time in my life that I have had a job that I just continue to do throughout the summer and I don't have a big long break and it's making things feel quite monotonous and quite routine and I'm honestly just craving a bit of time away, a bit of a break, some time to like reflect take a moment because I feel like that's what I always used to do in the summers and I haven't really had a chance to do that so yeah I don't know if anyone else can relate to feeling like this but I just I'm I'm not burnt out I don't think that's the right word but I'm just tired I'm just tired and not very motivated at the moment and I really want this podcast to be really open and honest because life isn't just one big field of roses and there are ebbs and flows and we have to be in the ebbs sometimes to also have the flows. So I am actually really excited though because later today we are, me and Harry are going to Bath to celebrate our one of our best friend's weddings this weekend and we have honestly been looking forward to this so much. We've really been looking forward to this break some time off and then I'm also going to a yoga festival next weekend with my parents which again I'm so excited about. They went last year and when I heard them talk about it I was like I need to go to this, this sounds amazing. It's basically, it's called the World Yoga Festival and essentially there's just loads of yoga, there's drumming and dancing and meditation and loads of good food. So that should be really, really nice. I feel like that will nourish my soul. And I just, I love festival vibes. Like if I could, I mean, I probably wouldn't want to live at a festival, probably not, but I just love the vibe of a festival so much. It feels like you're just in a whole world for a few days, like a whole different world. And I just love it. Like I really feel like I completely switch off from my day-to-day life when I'm at a festival so very very much looking forward to that so it's going to be an exciting couple of weeks and I also have some exciting episodes releasing I've got some really cool guests coming on the podcast so I've got one next week which is going to be all about the subconscious mind and that one will be more interview style I've got a guest on 
So if you prefer those kind of podcasts, then wait till next week because this week is going to be very chatty and very chilled. It's just me. I've written a couple of notes, but not really many because I'm just going to flow. There's been some things on my mind that I feel like sharing and maybe you can relate to some of the things I talk about or maybe it will just make you feel a little bit less alone and hopefully I can also provide some tips of things that I'm doing that are helping me through feeling a little bit in a rut and honestly just very very emotional (laughs) like I don't know well actually I say I don't know what's wrong with me I know exactly what's wrong with me any women listening to this you will relate last week was just a bit of a write-off week to be honest I was really really in my feels and I usually get quite emotional the first few days before my period but this week was just something else I, I think it also coincided with a new moon and I really want to get more into astrology I know a little bit about it but I'm definitely not an expert in it but I did look up that there was a new moon in cancer and cancer is obviously a very emotional sign as it is but it basically said that this new moon will be a chance to like really tune into your emotions and also you'll feel quite nostalgic of home and home comforts and the past and that was exactly how I was feeling like I just wanted to go home and be with my family. I kept watching Friends because that's just my comfort show and yeah I just really wanted comfort. I was craving that and I definitely had a good cry or two. (laughs) Poor Harry had to put up with me being quite emotional. But that's kind of what sparked my uh, idea for this week's episode because I wanted to talk about emotional management and how I kind of deal with my emotions in a resourceful or try to control them in a resourceful way and move through them and use them rather than be a victim to them and yeah I've definitely learned a few things over the last couple of years on how I can be more in tune with my emotions and use them to gain more clarity and direction and for them to kind of be I guess signposts for where I need to pay attention to different areas in my life so I thought that I would share some of yeah, just my personal experience with this and what I do that kind of helps me. As always, if you do enjoy this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and let me know if you listened and what your favourite episode has been so far because we're on episode 10. Woohoo! I'm so happy that I've kept this going for 10 whole weeks because I am a classic Aries and I have loads of different ideas and get really really excited and really passionate and then a few weeks maybe a couple of months later I will forget about it and not follow through with it. So 10 episodes for me in a row is quite an achievement and I just want to pat myself on the back because I absolutely love doing this and I really, really want it to be something that I continue and I've had loads of lovely feedback from it as well. So please do let me know if you are enjoying it because I just I just love hearing from you all 
that you are listening and liking and it inspires me to create more episodes for you all. So yeah, let's just dive straight on into it. So I think what it might be quite nice to start with is kind of explaining a little bit about what emotions actually are at their core because I heard this the other day and it really really has stuck with me and it was the fact that emotions are literally at their most basic just energy in motion so literally like when you are feeling something it is energy moving through your body and hormones and chemicals being released that are sending signals to your brain to tell you how to feel and it's literally like an expression of energy and I think that that's really really important to know because if we kind of understand what emotions actually are I feel like we can get better at knowing what they are and therefore what they're not like I think there's a fine line actually between validating your emotions and really using them and acknowledging them and like try seeking to understand them but then also on the other hand we can jump into the pit a little bit and actually become the emotion and I think sometimes that becomes not that helpful if you really sit and stew in an emotion for too long then that is it can become sort of unhelpful. That being said though the body can actually only process a intense emotion for 90 seconds at a time and when I found this out it really comforted me actually because I think our fear is when we get a really big emotion when we feel anger or we feel like intense sadness we worry that if we let it in we're just going to fall into this pit of depression and the emotion is going to just completely take over and we won't be able to get out of it. And that's kind of the reason that people don't feel their emotions and try and bury them and sort of push them away because we're worried of, oh, what's going to happen if I do let myself feel that? Like that's going to be really, really uncomfortable. But if you understand that the body can only feel emotions for 90 seconds at a time, you then can go, okay, well, you know, 90 seconds of pain isn't going to be that bad because the body doesn't want to hold on to an emotion. It doesn't want to sit in an emotion. Our our bodies are incredible machines and incredibly resourceful. And actually the purpose of feeling an emotion is literally to move the energy through your body and up and out. It's our way of processing things that happen to us. So if something traumatic happens, if something Uh, really triggers us or something if we don't let the body work through that it literally becomes stuck in our body as energy and depending on your belief systems a lot of people believe that if you do that and if you store enough sort of stuff inside of you then eventually that is going to manifest itself into ailments when you're older so you know, and and I guess I can really see the truth in that because if you are someone who is always really, really stressed and really doesn't deal with stress well and you hold it and hold it and hold it in your shoulders and your neck and you tighten up, tighten up and you don't let that stress sort of be expressed and be released through the body, then it is going to get stuck. It is going to get stuck and we will 
feel pain in our shoulders and our neck when we're older. And so it is so important to be able to manage and understand your emotions in a resourceful and helpful way. And yeah, like that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I feel like over the years, I've really, really got better at understanding and knowing how to deal with my emotions. Because when I sort of entered my spiritual journey, if you will, and started reading a lot of books, I kind of made my emotions, well, unintentionally, I made my emotions my enemy. I believed that, okay, to be enlightened, I need to just not really have emotions. I need to be peaceful and content all the time. And things can't bother me. Things can't trigger me. I need to literally be like a still lake or a tree that just everything washes through and I don't feel anything. And what happened was as I was practicing this, I sort of became a little bit numb to things. And I remember a specific time at uni where people would sort of ask me how I am And I just would feel nothing. I just would be like, I don't even know how to answer that question. Like I'm just uh, nothing. And it was, it was good in some ways because it meant that when bad thing, well, in quotes, bad things happened or things in the past would have triggered me, they didn't really trigger me. I just went, "Mm, okay. But it felt like my life suddenly lacked passion and energy and excitement and I didn't really feel excited about doing anything or going anywhere. And I do think that, you know, being an enlightened being is sort of like that. I think you can be very calm and very peaceful and that is an amazing way to live your life. But for me, it wasn't realistic. I want to be passionate and excited about the things that are happening in my life and really be more embodied in my human experience because yes, when we go on a spiritual path, we do want to sort of transcend the human experience and experience new levels of consciousness. But at the end of the day, we are humans living in a body in the 3D world. And that's the reality of our life. And that is what we were put here to experience. We're souls living in a human body And I think our purpose is to live that to the fullest, to experience the highs as well as the lows. So then I kind of went on a journey of really trying to understand my emotions and kind of use them more. And I think over the past six months since, well, I moved to Manchester in November. So that's been like nine months. Oh my gosh, nine months. That's crazy. Where does the time go, honestly? But in that, in this time period, it's been such an initiation. A lot of my, I think, naivety that I maybe was holding on from childhood has been somewhat shattered, not in a pessimistic way, but I just think I've really learnt a lot about the world and myself and what it means to be an adult and be struggling in all honesty like some parts of my life are amazing and I do believe that I've manifested everything in my reality and it's so wonderful and I'm so grateful for everything but also it's come with a lot of challenges that I didn't really expect to have because I sort of thought 
oh, well, I'm at quite a spiritual place in my life, quite a present place in my life that nothing will really bother me. Like nothing can really shake me now. And (laughs) basically I was wrong about that. Things can still shake you. And I've had to really learn how to deal with my emotions and really heavy emotions as well and learn when to feel them and when to listen to them and when not to listen to them. Basically over that period of time and I'd probably say this is mostly in the past maybe three or four months I have started a little experiment with myself. Maybe an experiment? Yeah. I can't really remember exactly what inspired me to do this but I decided that I was going to sort of play a little game with myself where whenever I had an emotion come up if it wasn't the right time I wouldn't do it there and then but I would let myself feel it as deeply as I needed to feel it even if that meant sort of sobbing and sobbing or screaming or you know like crying into a pillow or whatever it was I was like even if that is what I need to do then I'm gonna do it I'm gonna let myself do it I'm gonna see how deep this goes and really lean into it because I think and maybe this comes from sort of society or my upbringing but I've always been taught that yes you should feel your emotions but you know not like you can't sort of sob your heart out or you can't like throw a tantrum like that's not that's not okay, that's not what you're meant to do, yes you can sort of get a bit upset but don't have like a tantrum, like that's not allowed and actually I've been trying to uh, challenge and question that belief and that evidence that I've got that I don't know whether it's women or people in general but that we shouldn't get angry and we shouldn't get upset and obviously that comes from not wanting to cause a scene in public and you know I I still don't think I'm at the stage where I'd like cry in public or some you know really sort of let it all out in a public place Um, and if you are that sort of person then honestly great for you like I would love to get to that stage but but I do think that I'm definitely getting better at really letting it letting it all go and i I've been really inspired to do this and I'm hoping that this episode will sort of inspire you to do the same because honestly sometimes when I got a big emotion and maybe it had been brewing for a few days maybe it was frustration or a feeling of like a bit feeling a bit lost still in what I'm doing and I could feel it brewing and then suddenly it would just come out and I was like right okay this is the moment being really really honest sometimes I would end up sort of on my floor just having a big old cry and it I can't believe I'm saying this because it was it was embarrassing to me and there was no one around I was in my house on my own and I felt really really embarrassed but once I got over that embarrassment it actually did feel really really good it felt really good to just fully let myself feel this horrible emotion and I say it was good obviously it was still really unpleasant and really uncomfortable but once I was through the other side of it and it never lasted that long like I said it genuinely 
wouldn't last longer than 90 seconds and maybe I'd feel okay for a bit and then maybe I'd cry again and I'd let myself really feel it but afterwards it was like the stillness or the calm after the storm I know they normally say it's calm before the storm but it was that calm that you get after a storm that's how I felt it was so cathartic and I think as I started doing this more and more I also got better at learning what helped and what didn't help with with when I was sort of having these moments where I would really really let my emotions out and I wanted to share those with you in case they are helpful because I think you can definitely end up in a bit of a pit and you have to understand the right ways to let out emotions and it has to be the right time as well. I wouldn't suggest doing it in a public place or maybe around people unless it's someone you feel really really safe and like you can be completely vulnerable with. It is very confronting and it can be really really uncomfortable but what I did was I focused on the feeling rather than the thoughts that were coming up alongside the feeling. So I knew that it was the body's way of releasing something because the mind is so busy and would sort of talk alongside the emotion. And it would say, you know, when you're really feeling an emotion, your thoughts really do run wild. I'm sure you can relate. Like when you're crying or when you're upset, your mind really does go to full-on worst-case scenarios and catastrophizes everything that you're feeling and that can be really, really the unhelpful part. So I would try as best as I could to focus on the feeling rather than the thoughts that were coming up with it and this was actually really, really helpful to do because I'd just focus on, okay, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling frustrated, I'm really, really frustrated And even just saying that over and over would stop my mind being able to spiral off on a tangent. And I could just focus on the feeling, focus on the physical symptoms in the body. Like, okay, I'm stressed. I've got this tightness in my chest. Okay, I feel really, really tight in my chest. And so rather than thinking, oh my gosh, I'm really, I'm really stressed and what does this mean and I'm, I'm not going to have time to do this and that's going to fail and then I'm going to lose my job or, or whatever it was. I just go, okay, I'm feeling this tightness in my chest. Let's feel it. Let's really, really get into that feeling. I'm feeling tight in my chest and you approach it with non-judgment. I think that's the key here is not going, oh my gosh, why am I crying? Why am I upset? Why am I frustrated? Why am I angry? how do I fix it? This is not, when you're feeling the emotion, it's not the time to look for solutions. I'll come on to when is the time. (laughs) It's not the time to look for solutions. It's the time to just be in the feeling. Just let it all out and let it really go. And also another really useful thing you can do when you're letting it all out is tapping. So this is something that I do with a lot of my clients and if you don't know what tapping is, it's basically called EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. And it essentially is, the premise is you tap on different points on the body that are based on the meridian lines, the meridian energy lines in your body. And what it does is tapping on these points neutralizes cortisol, which is your stress hormone, And it literally brings your body back to balance. So it's really, really useful when you're tapping, when you're working through a really big emotion. So if I was worried about 
falling into a bit of a pit, I would start tapping. And maybe I'll put in the show notes a link to a diagram of the tapping points or honestly just look it up on YouTube, just type in EFT tapping and I'm sure it will come up. But you just tap, I tap through the points and I know you can't see me, I'm doing it now, but I'm realizing you obviously can't see that and just say, okay, I'm feeling really sad. I'm feeling really, really sad and that's okay. It's okay that I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling really sad and usually that would, it kind of accelerates the process and brings the emotion up, which can, which obviously is what we want to do to work through it. So that was a way of knowing that I wasn't going to fall into a bit of a pit because I know, okay, I just keep tapping, just keep tapping. And even if it feels like it's getting worse, eventually your body will come back to a neutral state and it will start to neutralize. And sometimes I'd be tapping for like 10 minutes, which when you're doing it feels like a long time, but actually in the scheme of things, it's really not that long. And then after I'd done that, after the emotion was somewhat subsided, I would then pretty much without fail, grab my journal and start just free flow writing and this is where I would allow the thoughts to have their moment so if I was thinking worst case scenarios and really feeling fearful of what was going to happen in the future whatever the problem was I'd get out my journal and just write and usually when you have heightened emotions the words really do just come And journaling is really great because it provides such an outlet for the thoughts because they also just want to be listened to and you can journal them out and then reflect on them and then decide from a more uh, sort of neutral space, a more objective space, whether whether they're helpful or whether they're not. So yeah, just, I mean, I wouldn't really use journal prompts usually it would just be right on the tip of my tongue and just it would just all come out the minute I put pen to paper but that was also really really helpful and usually it was just big long scribbles and sort of anger and sadness whatever it was I just let it come out let the thoughts come out and let myself really go to the worst case scenario but again doing it in a controlled way my next step after that that I did was honestly do anything I could to get away from the emotion you know because once you've neutralized it and once you've once you've journaled down your thoughts there's not really much else you can do and I'm actually a firm believer that the solution to your problems does not lie within the problem and straight after the event straight after a sort of breakdown or sort of tantrum, whatever you want to call it, is not the time to be looking for solutions or asking solutions. And if you make peace with that, that it can actually be really liberating. And my piece of advice is get yourself out. Literally, you know, usually I would have these sort of little mini breakdowns or, or whatever it was in my home in my house, my safe space. And so I'd always try and go and do something else, do something completely to take my mind off it. Whether that was calling someone or going for a walk or really throwing myself into work or something that just was totally not related to the problem 
in any way or the emotion. And that really, really helps because you can't brainstorm solutions because you're still not in a resourceful state at that point. You're still going to be feeling very fragile, very vulnerable, even if the emotion isn't at its height. There's, it's still going to be subsiding. It's still going to be there a little bit. So the best thing you can do is just take yourself away. And then what I do slash did, I'm, I realize I'm speaking in the past tense as if now I don't do any of this. This is an ongoing process. But what I do is come back to it in a few days or a week later. So I try and not think about it for a good few days, come back to it later, at a much later date, when the feelings are really pretty much gone. And then I will sit down either with Harry or my parents or a friend or someone I feel really safe with and talk about it, talk about how I was feeling and what is still left over that I'm thinking about. Because usually the thoughts at this point will be more constructive because your body has had time to process what's happened. So, and this is where the clarity can come, I think. Because if while you're journaling, you come up with, oh, you know, maybe I should just, and you you come up with a solution to the problem. Like for me, sometimes I go, oh, maybe I should, maybe I need to go back home. Maybe I need to go back to my comfort space and be at home, and be with my dog, maybe that's the answer. To me, I mean, obviously that's not a worst case scenario, but in my head it kind of was because it wasn't the dream that I had for this part of my life. So I'd let myself go to that worst case scenario in the journaling, and then a week later I'd come back and go, okay, now I'm not in the emotion so much, how do I feel about that? Is that what I want to do? And just let myself reflect on it. And usually I have so much more clarity and understanding at this point. And I find it such a good sort of process to go through. Now, obviously, I'm talking about this very generally. And there's loads of different problems that people have in their lives. It's not as simple as just this step-by-step process will work for everyone. Obviously not. But if you can take this process and adapt it and maybe make it your own. I just think that it is so helpful. And I think it's something that people struggle with a lot. Obviously, life presents so many different challenges and problems and situations, and it can feel really, really overwhelming. And I think it's really important to know how we navigate this and traverse this, because we shouldn't demonize and make an enemy of our emotions because actually they're there to help us. They're there to allow us to process things if we do it in the right ways. And this process is also really good for not allowing emotions to bottle up and then outburst at the wrong moment because if you are frustrated about something in your own life and you don't let it out and you sort of go, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. And then you end up bottling it up and then maybe someone will say something that frustrates you. And rather than just responding to that one thing that's frustrated you, you bring to the situation, to the response, to the reaction, all of the emotion 
and feelings that have been stored from the other things that you've been feeling frustrated about in your life. And that's when, I think that's the case with a lot of couples in why they argue, because things can be bottled up that aren't actually to do with the relationship most of the time, that are actually to do with the individual, but the other partner just triggers something and then it all comes out rather than it just being a response to that one thing that's happened in the moment. So I think it's a really, really important process and something that I've really been on a bit of a journey with. And then also there's so many different embodiment practices as well that we that I could do a whole nother episode on because I also think doing things like yoga and dancing and there's loads of different like somatic practices that you can do that are really good for specific emotions and releasing stored traumas in the body. So if you'd be interested in an episode where I talk about some of the more body-based practices I do to have sort of good emotional and energetic hygiene, I guess you'd call it, then let me know because I'd love to do that. I think that would be really, really interesting. I hope you've enjoyed this episode I feel like there should be more for me to say, but I have actually been recording for 35 minutes. So, and I'm trying to keep my episodes a little bit shorter. So maybe I should know when to stop. Let me know if you enjoy these more chatty episodes where I just sit down and kind of share. It can feel really vulnerable actually to share these parts myself because I actually discovered a limiting belief about myself the other day that was that, I don't think people will like me if I sh- if I am vulnerable and share these parts of myself. And I never realized I had this. And that was really interesting. It kind of like hit me like a bit of a light bulb moment where I went, oh my gosh, yeah, that's what I actually feel deep down. And this was at such a subconscious level that I wasn't even aware of it consciously. Like I wasn't purposely not being vulnerable around people because I thought, oh, they won't like me. It was a bit of a subconscious process. And I've been realizing hang on, why do I feel this much shame and embarrassment about crying or about getting angry sometimes? Like, that doesn't mean that people won't like me. That's kind of ridiculous. So I've been untangling that belief. And in that, I've made it my mission to be more vulnerable about topics because I, for one, absolutely love it when I listen to a podcast or a YouTube video or talk to a friend and they say, oh my gosh, I'm feeling that way too. Like that's exactly how I'm feeling. It is just like such a weight off my shoulders. And now obviously we want to make sure that we are empowering ourselves. And I do think our society, I don't know whether it's a British thing, but I think we're very, very good at I want to say trauma bonding, like bonding over the negatives in life and moaning and complaining and going, oh my gosh, you know, someone says, oh, I'm really tired today. Your immediate response, because we want to build connections is to go, oh yeah, I know what you mean. I'm really tired too. When actually, and and that's really nice if we want to have a shared experience, but I think there's a fine line between doing that and also empowering ourselves to feel better and reframe things and go at it with a positive mindset. You know, there's always balance to be found in life. And I think that's what you've got to do when it comes to emotions. Only you know 
your own body and your own mind and trust your intuition and trust your gut. You will know when it's time to really sit with an emotion and really let yourself feel it and when it's time to move on and think about moving forward and what's next and what you can take from the experience that you had. And I think that's really important. And I want to empower you to know that you will know that within yourself. So yeah, I think that's everything for this episode. Like I said, let me know if you've enjoyed this chatty episode. And if there's anything else you would like me to talk about, then let me know because I'm always thinking of new ideas and what I can talk about. But yeah, until next time, I hope you have a gorgeous rest of your week or rest of your day, whatever you're doing listening to this. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode left you feeling more zen, it would mean the absolute world to me if you went and gave it a review. It's the best way to get new people into the Gen Zen community and get even more amazing guests onto the show so we can have more juicy and expansive conversations. Thank you so much in advance and until next time, stay zen.